Assalamu alaikum and a very warm welcome to this new Arabic language walkthrough series that we're doing on the story of Aladdin or Alauddin. Obviously for us living here in the West this story was made popular among us by the Disney recreation of it, the Aladdin Disney film. But it gives me great pleasure to be doing an Arabic language walkthrough of this whole story as a compliment to the Arabic in 60 Steps program. Obviously the paying students on the program, because they pay, has managed to sponsor this program so that we can make it entirely free for all of you guys on YouTube. If you'd like to join the community and become one of the Arabic students on the Arabic in 60 Steps program, just go to arabicin60steps.com or hit the link in the description below. This walkthrough will be available on YouTube. Every single episode will be here and it'll also be available on the Arabic in 60 Steps podcast, which is available on all platforms. So that all of you can follow along, I've included a link to the PDF where you can download this entire ebook so that you can even read ahead if you want to before each of our lessons every Monday, or so that you can revise other things and even print it out and make notes on it if you wish. The entire book is about 80 pages long, so there's plenty of material, especially if you're a beginner, to build your vocabulary and to learn loads of grammar as well. Please invite your friends and family along to join us on this journey as well. We'll be doing these episodes every single Monday, but of course, even if you can't join us at 6pm on Monday, maybe you're in a different time zone or you're busy or whatever the reason may be, you can obviously catch up on it. We're going to be leaving them on YouTube and on the podcast as well, or even if you're joining us later on the journey. If you're here much further down the line, maybe a month or two months later, you can always go back and watch the first one too. And lastly, before we get into the introduction of the actual Arabic text, I just wanted to give you guys some incentive to make sure you're coming back every single week and really upholding that level of consistency that's so important when learning the Arabic language. So I'm going to do a big giveaway. This giveaway is going to be worth about £100, and, but there's a few requirements that you guys need to do to have a chance of winning. So firstly, what is the prize? So recently, I bought off a very good friend of mine um, this really beautiful Qur'an um, Galaxy Moon Lamp. Um, you know, they're available from aminandyasmin.com. And I really love it. I don't have mine with me now. My, my son's using it at the moment. But uh, in later episodes, I'll have it on the table so I can show you guys. But they're really, really beautiful. I'll put some pictures or some videos up on the screen now so you can see. They're of a value of about 40 to 45 pounds, including delivery. So that'll be part of the giveaway. We'll also give away one of these jumpers, whether you want it in black or white. We can do either for you. Or if you prefer a t-shirt, we can do a t-shirt instead. And we'll also do one of these mugs for you as well. So uh, you, can keep, uh, you can keep up with your coffee and stuff to keep you concentrating whilst learning the Arabic language as well. So little bundle for you guys, little present. We'll ship worldwide, no problem at all. But uh, so the question arises, what do you need to do to be entered uh, for the chance of winning that? So we don't know exactly how long we're going to carry on these episodes for. As I said, there's about there's about 80 pages in this entire ebook. I'd love for us to do it all right. But even if we don't, even if we do 10 videos or 15 videos, no problem. But what I'd like you to do is in every single video, I want you to comment on it, something that you learned in the video. I want you to share the link, whether it be to a WhatsApp group or to one friend or to your Facebook page or, or anywhere, really. Or if you share it on Instagram, make sure you use at Arabic in 60 steps as well. So I'd like you to comment something that you've learned. I'd like you to share it. and I'd like you to like the video as well and subscribe. So if I can see that you've commented on every single video and I can check that you've shared it on one of your platforms of every single video, then you'll be entered for the opportunity to win this prize of worth about £100. So without further ado... Let's get into the real Arabic of it. So we're going to start talking about the Temheed. The, the Temheed, you can see here. I'll share my screen with you, inshallah. Um, hold on a sec. I'll uh, just underline it in red. Okay, so what is the Temheed? Uh, the Temheed is um, the introduction or the, or the preface or the preface. Um, it's slightly different to an introduction, actually. An introduction in Arabic is a muqaddama. You know, even many of the great hadith books, including the um, including Muslim, begin with a muqaddamatun. They begin with a, a muqaddama, an introduction. But this is a temheed from the verb mahada, which really means to kind of pave the way for something. It's a bit different to an introduction. So this is the temheed. Okay. So what is this bit? Okay, this kind of sets the scene of where it is. 
Fi bilade sin. Fi bilade sin. So fi obviously means in, and uh, bilade is the country or the or the town or the place. A scene in the land of a scene. A scene is China. Um, a lot of people don't kind of um, appreciate that actually. Aladdin is from China, like in the Disney recreation of it. Obviously, it doesn't look like it's set in China, and and I don't believe it is. But but the person Alauddin himself is from China. So let's come down here, okay? So it begins with talking about another person, okay? Aladdin isn't the first person that we learn about in this particular book. We learn about Mustafa. We learn about Mustafa al-Khayyatu. So Mustafa is quite a common name. I mean, it's actually from a verb istafa, um, which is um, yeah to, to choose something, some, for someone to be chosen. And, and one of the names of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is al-Mustafa, kind of the, the chosen one. Al-Khayyat. What is a Khayyat? It is a, um, like a, 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 someone who stitches clothes, basically. A Khayyat is a, um, is like a thread something so so i'm not sure what exactly term we would use it in english seam in english we have the term seamstress but that's that's a feminine word obviously but but that's what he does okay so that's his job so let's have a little read okay i'll highlight here the bit that we're going to do first together so atarifuna bilad al-sin ayyuhal atfal ul-a'izza'u so atarifuna atarifuna this a at the beginning is a question right this is called alif ul-istifham this is the the elif of istifham. So you, you like the, the the writer could have put hell at the beginning as well. Hell and a mean a very similar thing. There's a slight nuance, but we don't need to go into that right now. But it's asking a question. Ta'rifuna, ta'rifuna. So the verb arafa ya'rifu means to know something. So do you know? Obviously, in the plural form. Bilad al-sin. So the the land of China. Do you know the land of China? Ayyuhal atfalu. So ayyuha is similar to just ya, but it's a little bit more endearing. Often in the Quran, Allah says ayyuhan nabiyu, ya ayyuhan nabiyu. Um, yeah, as, as, as if to say, O oh, Prophet. Um, but uh, yeah, in this case, it's saying, you know, do you know about the land of China? O al-atfalu. The atfal are the children, the single of which is tifl, tifl, and al-a'za'u. And uh, the, the term Aziz means dear. You use it at the beginning of writing letters and stuff as well. You say Azizis, someone else, so whatever their name is at the beginning of writing a letter. But al azau is is kind of saying, dear children, do you know about? Do you know the land of China, dear children? Let's move on a little bit more, inshallah. The reason I'm not using my pen tablet so much right now is because it seems to be really slow, but it doesn't doesn't hurt us right now. We'll uh, we'll read on anyway, just with highlighting, inshallah. Let's have a look. Yeah, it seems really slow, but but anyway. La'allakum. La'allakum. La'alla is uh, one of these sisters of Inna. You'll learn about those in step 12, I believe, if you're on the Arabic 60 Steps program. La'allakum. Perhaps you, or maybe you, sami'atum bismiha, wa ma adhunnukum qad safartum ilayha marratan wahida fi hayatikum fahiya baladun ba'idatun jiddan. So la'allakum sami'atum. Maybe you have heard Maybe you have heard Bismiha. Maybe you have heard of its name. Maybe you've heard the name of it. Or the name of her, right? Why her? Because it's talking about the Beled. Right? And Beled, as we see, is feminine. So, maybe you have heard of its name. A mistake that quite often students make, and even I make as well, with the word Ism, 
is that students pronounce it as if it has a hamzat qata'a on it, but it doesn't have a hamzat wasil. It's not, it's not bi'ismiha, it's bismiha. So perhaps you have heard of bismiha, perhaps you have heard of its name. وَمَا أَظُنُّكُمْ وَمَا أَظُنُّكُمْ And, yes, and I... Adhunnu, the verb adhunna yadhunnu means to think something, but it usually ends up you being, it's just kind of you supposing something rather than thinking something. You can you can think something like you believe something and it's true, but but dhun isn't necessarily the case. I mean, the, the, the term dhun in itself can mean kind of suspicion about something. وَمَا أَظُنُّكُمْ And I do not suppose you قَدْ سَافَرْتُمْ إِلَيْهَا That you have not, that you have travelled to it مَرَّةً وَاحِدَةً That you have even travelled to it one marra. Even one time. Fi hayatikum in in your lives. Yeah, I, I don't suppose that you have travelled to it in your lives. baladun baidatun jinnan. As as it is a balad balad baida, as it is a far away balad jinnan. Not just a little bit baida. It's very baida. It is a very ba. It is a very baida balad. It's a very far away balad. Very nice. وَأَنَا أُحِبُّ أَنْ أَقُصَّ عَلَيْكَمْ شَيْئًا مِمَّا حَدَثَ فِي تِلْكُمْ بِلَادِ الْبَعِيدَةِ وَأَنَا أُحِبُّ And I love, or I like to, أَنْ أَقُصَّ To narrate to you, or tell to you. I mean, أَقُصُّ is specifically a verb about telling stories. Um, it is used in the beginning of Surah Yusuf in the Qur'an with نَحْنُ نَقُصُّ عَلَيْكَ أَحْسَنَ الْقَصَصِ when, uh, when Allah says, um, indeed, we narrate to you the best of stories. But in this case, I love that I tell you. It's, it's, it's usually with, it's usually aqussu ala. It's usually to tell stories upon somebody. So, ana uhibbu an aqussa. Has to be aqussa because of an, right? I love to tell stories upon you. I love to narrate upon you shay'an, a thing. Mimma hadath. So from what mimma, from what hadatha, what happened, what occurred? Fi tilkumul bilad. In tilkal bilad, I mean it could be tilkal bilad, could be tilkum. Even of, often Allah uses the term of, with, with thalika and tilka, uses kum on the end of ka. There probably is a significance in that, obviously, with just the pronouns ka meaning you and kum meaning you plural. But um, yeah, Allah says, I believe it's in Surah Al Baqarah, maybe ayah. 50 or 48 or something. وَذَلِكُمْ بَلَاءٌ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ عَظِيمٌ And that is a uh, like a great a great trial. مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ عَظِيمٌ from from uh, from your from your great Lord. Anyway, so تِلْكُمْ for these purposes essentially means the same as تِلْكَ فِي تِلْكُمُ الْبِلَادِ الْبَعِيدَةِ in this بِلَادِ بَعِيدَةِ this, uh, you know, this faraway town. For those of you right at the beginning of the Arabic in 60 Steps program, maybe go to your book. And uh, if you're on step one, obviously in all of the steps, um, at the end of every five steps rather, I always include these journal pages for you to write like extra phrases to demonstrate and stuff. So a good example of a phrase is It's a good example because if we were to just highlight that for a second, those of you on that, okay, let's have a look at this. To make a phrase like this in Arabic, we need agreement in four things that we obviously discuss in that lesson. We need agreement in definiteness. Are these things both definite? They are. They both have L at the beginning and, um, you know, more, more importantly for an indefinite word, for a definite word rather, is that there's only one harakah at the end. 
So they agree in definiteness. Do they agree in number? Naam. It's just one bilad and one ba'id. So they do agree in number. Do they, do, do they agree in case? Yes, they do. It's al-biladi, majroor, or I case, and al-biladati, and al-ba'idati, rather. Um, they agree in case. And do they agree in gender? They do indeed. Um, because al-bilad is feminine and al-ba'ida is feminine. So that's a little example you can write down in your journal space in your workbooks if you wish. Let us continue, inshallah. Okay. I'll highlight this bit for you. لقد عاش في أحد بلاد الصين النائية يعني البعيدة when often the author in this case puts brackets around words when they kind of provides a synonym for something. So um yeah so الخياط نشيط خياط نشيط yeah اسمه مصطفى so لقد عاش so certainly Aisha certainly lived an individual, right? This verb Aisha means to live somewhere. I mean, well, often people use the verb Sekana, and both of them do essentially mean the same thing. Um, yeah, for these purposes, they do mean the same thing. There's slight nuance, obviously, just from the roots. Like, there's other connotations that come from the verb Sekana and from Aisha. But for here, it just means that he lived. Fi ahadi bilad al-Sin. So lived in one, yeah, lived in one of the towns of Asin. Okay, he lived in one of the towns of a scene and Na'iya, Al-Ba'ida. So like a faraway town in China. Khayatun Nashitun. So why is this Khayatun Nashitun? Why is it um why, why is it morfur? Why does it have dhamma as well? It's because this is actually the fa'il, the 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 subject, or the one doing the asha, right? Subjects of a of a verb are uh morfur. So khayatun nashitun. A uh, sort of a a hard working, a hard working khayyat. And his name and his ism is Mustafa. Very nice. وَقَدْ نَسَيْتُ اسْمَ الْبَلَدِ الَّذِي عَاشَ فِي ذَلِكُمُ الْخَيَّاطِ وَقَدْ نَسَيْتُ So, قَدْ نَسِيْتُ rather. I, I have forgotten the verb nesia yensa nasitu means to forget something. There's even some grammarians who argue that the word insan, meaning humans, comes from the same verb because we are kind of inherently forgetful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's not the only argument, by the way. There's a there's a compelling other argument, but I just thought I'd share that with you so you, you understand a little bit of um, some of the conversations that go on among the gra- grammarians. So anyway, so I forget the name of this belad. Uh, I forget the name of the belad, الذي which he lives in it, right? I forget the name of the of yeah of of the town or the place which he lives in it. Good. Um, I feel like that's a typo. Fiha the fatha on there. I feel like that's a typo. It should be fihi, but uh, no problem. You know, there's no biggie really. So in this case, you know, the, the writer uses here the same way as he used tilkum up here as well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the case, you know, it's tilka being replaced with tilkum up here and thelika being replaced with thelikum down here too. Very good. Okay, and in this next bit, okay, let's walk through it. Let's walk through this little next bit, sort of word for word, and we can kind of pick it apart. So, okay, so, لِأَنَّ um, you know, because Bilad al-Sin, because the land of China, kafiratun jiddan. So, okay, so what have we got? So we've got the writer saying, I have forgotten which town, well, then I've forgotten the name of the place where he lived. Okay, I've forgotten the name of the place where he lived. Li'anna, 
okay? Because Bilad al-Sin, because China, Kathira is a lot, Jidden, is a very a lot, right? Okay, so it's almost definitely a typo in my opinion, right? Unless I've had a big blunder and I've just overlooked something clear in the Arabic grammar, which I, I beg that any of you guys can correct me on it, put in the descriptions, but put in the put it in the comment section below. But like you don't say because China because China is a lot, is a very a lot, right? If it says Kabira, that is why you could forget the name. If China is very big and i.e. there's there's lots, that is a reason why you could forget if it if, if it actually meant because China is very big. The land of China is very big, right? Or it could, or, or or the author may have meant because for the land of China, Kafira Tunjidden. Because the because the land of China has many, right? It could it could, it could be saying that the Chi that the land of China has many towns. So he's forgotten the name, or because China is very big, he's forgotten the name. But either way, the the the, the grammar doesn't seem to seem to line up here. So it, it may be a typo, but you know that happens, especially in Arabic. I don't think I've ever seen an Arabic program with no typos in it, unfortunately. Anyways, let us continue. So mamalik is the plural of memleka, which means a, a kingdom. But there there are many there are many. Memlekas, um, there's many kingdoms. And its kingdoms are wasi'a. Its kingdoms are vast. Fasiha tu arja'i. And spacious areas. Fasiha, um, particularly, that, that, that means spacious. And then al arja' and then puts in brackets afterwards. And nawahi gives us the impression that it means areas. So it has has vast kingdoms and uh, and spacious spacious lands or spacious areas. When I first read that, I did wonder if the word al-nawahi was a typo for the word al-dawahi. Because, you know, a, a memleka or a medina, a, a kingdom or a city, they also have a dawahi. Dawahi are like suburbs of it. So I thought maybe even the suburbs were fasiha or even spacious. Al-dawahi. For those of you sitting the GCSE Arabic, al-dawahi is a good word to remember. It shows that you kind of have a bit of nuance in your language when you're talking about cities and stuff. So yeah, al-dawahi, but in this case it's al-nawahi, the, the areas. وَقَدْ عَاشَ مُصْطَفَى الْخَيَّاطُ So, um, or, or actually, I mean, al-khayyat is a profession of somebody, but it's, it's conceivable that it is his name. Um, at the moment it is anyway, but it fits into the story because of what we're about to read anyway, but... Um, uh, yeah, okay, so وَقَدْ عَاشَ مُصْطَفَى So Mustafa lived فِي بَلَدِهِ فَقِيرًا So he lived in his town فَقِيرًا He lived in his town in a poor way. Um, you know, he عَاشَ فَقِيرًا This is why it has فَتْحَةً on it, right? It's, it's the way in which he's doing the عَاشَ, right? عَاشَ مُصْطَفَى الْخَيَّاطُ فِي بَلَدِهِ فَقِيرًا He lived in his town as a فَقِير As a poor, as a poor person. In the in the Arabic in 60 Steps program, and generally in like your studies and stuff, you'll probably come across two most common words for poor. One of them being faqir, and the other one being miskin. Um, miskin is a term that, I know in Somali anyway, because my in-laws are Somalis, they use the term miskin, but to more mean like, someone's poor in the sense, we, we actually do this in English too, where we say someone's poor as in money, or we say like, oh poor him, oh that poor little boy. You know, we don't mean he's poor as in he's got no money. We kind of mean he's unfortunate. Do you know what I mean? Miskeen kind of carries that connotation as well. But when I've actually asked my Arabic teachers about this, they've always said that miskeen means you've got absolutely nothing. Like miskeen is like even more poor than someone who's fakir. 
You know, because like in this case, uh, Mustafa Al Khayyat, even though he's faqir, he does have a job. Do you know what I mean? So he does. He doesn't have nothing, but he is faqir. He's relatively faqir. Very nice. وَكَانَ يَعْمَلُ طُولَ يَوْمِهِ فِي دُكَانِهِ وَكَانَ يَعْمَلُ And he يَعْمَلُ The verb عَمِلَ يَعْمَلُ means to work or to do something. But in this case, obviously, specifically to work. وَكَانَ يَعْمَلُ كَانَ has this kind of superpower of making sentences past tense. If you stick them on the beginning. Those of you who followed along our series of the story of Ibrahim السلام, that we did on this channel will remember that's used all the time. وَكَانَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ يَقُولُ لِأَبِيهِ Like and Ibrahim said to his said to his father, right? So we always have kana with present tense verbs, and that makes the present tense verb past tense, right? The author could have just as easily said, عَمِلَ طُولَ يَوْمِهِ You know, that he works all, he works the length of his days. He works طُولَ, he works the length, يَوْمِهِ of his day. He works the full day. في دُكَّانِهِ In his shop. دُكَّان, and the plural of which is دَكَاكِينَ Yeah, دُكَّان دَكَاكِينَ Good. Yes, yeah, so he works all of the, all of his day in in his shop. لماذا ليحصل على قوته وقوت زوجه وولده. Very nice. So لماذا? So why? That's not in the text. I'm asking the question why. Why does he do that? ليحصل على. This verb حصل حصل can have lots of different meanings really, but حصل على means to get something. So ليحصل why is it ليحصل rather than يحصل it's um it's because of this li at the beginning. This is the kind of li like li anna, um you know in order to get something right. ala in order to acquire or in order to get qutihi wa qouti zawjihi wali waladihi right wa waladihi. So what is the qout qoutihi in order to get his qout? Qout is a that's an unusual word, actually. I've, I've only seen it in a couple of texts before, but it, it essentially means food, right? It can specifically mean bread. Um, and if I were to use the Disney film as a secondary source, you might think it was bread. I think, I think Alauddin steals bread or something in the, in the beginning of the movie. Anyway, I digress. But, uh, but yeah, قوت, in this case, let's just say it means food. Okay, it makes sense in the context to mean that. So to to get his food, وَقُوتِ زَوْجِهِ And the food of his wife, وَوَلَدِهِ And his son. وَلَمْ يَسْتَطِعْ A very nice little example if you if you want to use your uh, journaling space in the Arabic in 60 Steps workbook as well. Uh, but after step 15, um, you can make a note of that as well because that's an example of using a fi'l majzum because of lam. We learn about that in step 11. So, وَلَمْ يَسْتَطِعْ So he was not able. This verb is استطاعَ is a form 10 verb and it means to be able to do something. Lam yastatir. It would normally be it would normally be istata'a yastatiru with a ya in there, yastatiru. Um, but in this case, uh, it is um you do jism to it, you squeeze it, so you make it shorter. Lam yastatir. That ya gets kind of shortened to a to a kasra. Lam yastatir, and he was not able. Good. Limather, why? That's me. Asking the question again of the text, kind of, I'm sort of having a conversation with it, engaging with it. Lifakrihi, uh, lifakrihi. So the term fakr, fakr means poverty. So lifakrihi. So he could not for his poverty. He could not because of his poverty. Ashadid. Lifakrihi ashadid, for his severe poverty. An yadakhir shay'an min al mal. 
nice. So he was not able to yadakhira shay'an. He was not able to yadakhira anything. Jayyid, ma ma'ana yadakhira? So the verb yadakhira is a form eight verb. And it means to save something. You know, you always yadakhiru malan. He always saves money. Yadakhira. It's a nice one for you to remember that actually. Uridu an yadakhira malan. I want to save money. Good. And so he was not able to save shay'an min al-mal, anything from the money. لِيَنْفَعَ بِهِ زَوْجَهُ وَوَلَدَهُ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهِ So he was not able to save any of his money. To do what with? لِيَنْفَعَ The verb, um, yeah, the verb نَفَعَ يَنْفَعُ means to benefit somebody. It's of any benefit. You'll also probably remember that word from the story of Ibrahim. Um... Yeah, the expression لا يضر ولا ينفع. It cannot. It, that 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 was something that we learned in in the story of Ibrahim السلام, where we talked about the idols, the asnam. لا يضر they do not harm ولا ينفع and they they do not benefit. It is only Allah who harms or or can benefit. So, but in this case, he's saying لينفع به to benefit by it زوجه his wife وولده and his son بعد موته after his moat. After his death. So I think that's probably plenty of Arabic for us to go over in, in this little introduction lesson. But maybe what we'll do before we move on is we will talk about this last bit, okay? We will talk about Alauddin. Alauddin. So the name Alauddin is obviously the actual original meaning of the of the word Aladdin. And you, you may even come across people with the name Ala. You know, the term Ala on its own. Um, is, is a name as well. I know English speakers, when they meet people called Ala, they think that the name is Allah. They think like they've got a friend whose name is Allah, but it's it's not fitting for the people for people to have the name Allah. It's probably not. It's probably the name Allah, because um, obviously when we when we kind of Romanize that word Allah, we end up you know A double L A H for Allah, and then Allah ends up being A L A Allah and Allah, and obviously without understanding the shedder on the lamb in the name Allah, you end up calling them both Allah, right? So I've heard a number of people tell me, I've, I used to know a guy called Allah, but it's, it's probably called Allah, right? Cool, so what does Allah mean? It means sort of the nobility or the highness. Um, yeah, but the, the term Allah um, is to do with being high or high up. Um, if something's Ali, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's high up or high. Ad-Din is obviously the, the creed, the religion, Ad-Din. Um, maybe one day we'll talk a little bit about the, the distinction between the term Ad-Din, the religion, and Mille, which is also called a religion as well. Very nice. So that's obviously an Ildafa name. Um, Ildafa names are obviously very common, especially among our, our Bengali brothers and sisters as well. They often have Ildafa names. So this is Ala'u, the, the, let's call it, um, just for the sake of this, let's call it the, the, the nobility, right? Ala'u, the nobility, Ad-Dini. Of the deen, of the of the creed, of the religion. If you want to know more about idafas, go to step eighteen, I believe. Um, I've not got the contest page open, but I, I believe it's step eighteen, though. Maybe write the name Alauddin as an example. Other names of other examples of idafa names are things like Abdullahi or Abdussalami. Those are those are all examples of idafa names. So there are about a hundred words in that passage, um, you know, which is really useful for us, alhamdulillah, good way for us to start, inshallah. Um, in the following lessons, because I did kind of an introduction to this video, in following lessons I'll, we'll cover more. We'll try to cover an entire page or something, maybe, maybe do 200, 300 words in each one of these lessons. So, um, so that's what we'll do, and next time, inshallah, I'll have the pen tablet working better as well. It does work, but just when I click it to, to make it work, it's really slow. 
um, which is infuriating. Like, I'm scribbling loads there, and it's still catching up with me. But um, anyway, no, no problem. I don't think it's hurt us too much. But um, so that's it. The last thing I'll mention before we round off, inshallah, is if any of the students, especially those of you on the Arabic in 60 Steps program, if you would like to contribute and help me out, create more resources for the other students, um, I'd really appreciate it if someone put together a vocab list for me. Um, and then the students who are watching this here on YouTube or on the podcast can go over to my website and they can download it as well. Or we'll leave links in the description, um, you know, to download the vocab lists and stuff like that for each one of the lessons as well. Because, as I say, we've probably learnt that there are about 100 words in that passage, but there's maybe, I don't know, 50 or 60 unique words, perhaps. And um, that's a, that'd be a really nice way for us to let students make flashcards for each lesson and stuff like that and make it a bit more formal as well. Even though it's free, make it feel like something very premium. So that's everything for now. Hope you've enjoyed this video and if you have please don't forget to like and share it and if you want to be entered as well to make sure that you win the prizes as well at the end of the series don't forget to share this with anybody and don't forget to comment below as well something that you learned inshallah and even if you aren't interested in being entered for the prize just comment below and let me know what you think of this new series inshallah because i'm really excited about it and um that's it thanks for watching assalamu alaikum